everyone, welcome to episode 12 of the Welcome to My World, the Massive Attack, a little side project we do, a little short mini little episodes, and this week I'm your host Mitch, and with me as always is Joe, hello Joe. Hello Mitch, how are you? I'm good, and this week you came up with the idea of talking, because we were talking music and concerts and stuff last show, we thought we would talk about our favourite made up bands, as yes. in films about made up bands, hmm. so... So, yeah, so you, you were pretty definite with your decision, and I'm like, yeah, and I think I threw a list of five movies at you, and you go, which one you watched recently? It's like, none. <laughs> You're going to watch them again? Probably not. <laughs> so I'm going with the one that I think I know the best, and that is Spinal Tap, or this is Spinal Tap. Is yes. That's correct, correct term. So Spinal Tap is the band. Yes. And, and the movie is, this is Spinal Tap. Well, it's a documentary about a, a real band called Spinal Tap, correct? Yeah. Well, that's what I thought when I first saw it. That's what I can tell you, because I don't know when you first saw it, but I think it was was a midnight movie on a weekend one night when I was in my teens and it was just on. And yeah, I, was, I think it would have been around the same sort of time. It was probably late 80s and I think I mm, saw it. I, and I was watching, I missed the start, and I'm watching this documentary about this incredibly stupid band members following them on this tour going, what is this? Mm. And there was no IMDb or internet back then. I don't think I had my Lennon Moulton movie guide at that point, so I couldn't look it up in that. And it was just like, what, what, what is this? I, I, I think I figured it out, or I hope I figured it out. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's... It's a very funny, and it's probably the first time I've seen a, a mockumentary, and it's probably the most famous one. I think there were others before it. And there's definitely been many definitely since. since. But mm. yeah, so it, it, co- it follows this band. It was directed and starred Rob Reiner, yep. and he had these... Well, we had Lenny from Laverne and Shirley and Mike McKean. He's one of the band members. Yeah. Uh, we had Christopher Guest, who was in The Princess Bride as the Six-Figured Man. And we've got the Simpsons alumni, Harry Shearer, as Derek Smalls, the drummer. So they're quite famous people in it. And there's a lot of guest stars like Dana Carvey in one scene as a mime and Fran Drescher in a scene, Ed Bagley Jr. as a couple, you know. There's a lot of different people. Billy Crystal was a mime, I think, as well. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's... Must have a who's who kind of things. Like I think Christopher Guest was in Saturday Night Live for a year. I think around this time. Okay. So it was obviously there's a bunch of people. You know, they just knew people and things like that. Yeah. And yeah, I mean these these guys are actually acclaimed musicians of their own right, but they're playing their this fake metal band from England, and I don't think any of them are English. No. No. <laughs> of course not. But they do it so well. Like I said, I watched it for the first time, and I thought it was real. But I think the scenario just got so ridiculous and out of hand that it was like, it can't be real. Yeah. But it's it's done so well that you think it is. Well, I thought it was. Yeah, I I think so too. It kind of set the bar for fake documentaries. Yes. And, I mean, like I said, it was Rob Reiner, the director of this. But Christopher Guest actually took this on and made a whole industry of himself of making mockumentaries. Yeah. And he directed A Mighty Wind, Waiting for Guffman, For Your Consideration, Best in Show. Yeah. And there's a show on Netflix at the moment called Mascots, which is an improv show about, you know, sporting team mascots. The sort of okay. documentary following them around. So, yeah, he's, he's turned it into a niche industry for himself. Hmm. But, yeah, it's I'm not going to ruin it by telling you the plot of the story, but it's a tour of this band Spinal Tap, which is sort of past their prime. They were big. They're still obviously selling out concerts, but they're not. You know, it's just that they're wearing each other's patience on the tour and they've been around together for a while now, all this sort of stuff. And, you know, one of the band members brings in a new girlfriend and that sort of 
drives a band apart and they sort of come back together. It's a very Beatles-esque sort of breaking apart and coming back together. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, I mean, it's done really well. It's well, clever, isn't thing. it? Yeah. It's just done perfectly. And the fact that they are accomplished musicians in their own right, I didn't really know much about them, as I said, when we saw this. But then I can remember seeing clips of Spinal mm-hmm. Tap songs on Rage and yep. you know, music TV when we were younger. And just thinking, well, are they a real band? Yeah, Majesty of Rock yeah. came out, couldn't tell you when, late nineties, I suppose. We're talking at least five years after the yeah after the oh, movie. I would maybe early nineties. I don't know, but yeah, mm. I can remember seeing that clip with just all the and any song yeah. with a lyric "Darning of a Sock" yep. wins by my. They're good songs. I mean, they they're, they're taking socks. the piss yep. out of the genre that they're doing, but they're really, really good. Hmm. And something that was great, and I think it was in the Live Aid. The 90s one they did. Yeah. They actually, I think they finished the concert. Like it was, you know, it was all around the world and everyone was doing different ones. And they did London from memory, or it could have been America. And they did, there's a song, Big Bottom, and it's got this huge bass line in it. And they got every single bass player from all the bands that were on the festival to play in this. So you've got 30 bass players on stage doing this line. It's pretty cool. You should, I don't know if we play it on Majesty Rock at the end of this clip, or do we play? Normally we just have a normal theme music on this, but we might have to I make a special occasion. What do we do? Fat bottom with all the bases. But anyway, but yeah, it's really cool. Check it out. It's on YouTube. It's yep. definitely worth Spinal Tap Live Aid, I think. Hmm. Yeah, so that was that was kind of cool. But also, like I said, with Christopher Guest making a niche industry out of this, there's a another fake band I could have done, which could have been The Folksman, which is from A Mighty Wind, which is another mockumentary about a folk music festival. And instead of it's following all these different folk bands that are going to come together for this festival. And one of the bands is a folksman, which is actually the three members of Spinal Tap. They're playing different characters, but they're a folk band from the 60s who are sort of coming back together. And it's quite... It's, it's fun. It's good. And okay. they wrote all that music for that and performed all that music for that too. Yeah. But which I... I Anyway, I could go back in time and do this, but they actually used to tour a Spinal Tap. They actually did full-on concerts and everything. And the best part about that was they had a support act, which was the Folksman. So they would actually go out in folk gear, do the Folksman gig, go backstage, get changed, come back and do Spinal Tap, which would be freaking awesome to see. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Hmm. Now, if you haven't seen Spinal Tap, I can't recommend it enough. Now, well, it's quite an old movie, so I... I think most people probably would have seen it. But if, if we've got some TV young or, listeners yeah. out there who have no idea what we're talking about, check it out. It's great. Yeah. But if you have seen it and you haven't seen it for a while or you haven't seen it on DVD, I recommend you do because there's a commentary on it yeah. and they do it in character. And it adds a whole new dimension to the movie, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's, it's like watching a new film because mm. they, they're telling stories, oh, remember this, and they'll go off and tell tangents and stories of things that never happened, but it just adds so many levels to the movie. And it's like, this is awesome. So it's like a... a second film. It's great. Recommend it. Oh, well. For my pick, I decided that I would go probably more movie and less band. Okay. So I've gone with the 1996 film That Thing You Do, which revolves around a little pop band called The Wonders, but it's spelt with the O-N-E Wonders rather than W-O-N Wonders. So they get mistakenly called the Oneidas quite a bit in the film, and that's kind of like a running joke through the movie. But this was written by Tom Hanks and directed by Tom Hanks. Is Colin in it? Yeah, he is actually. Of course he is. And his daughter's in it for one little bit as well. I didn't didn't even know he had a daughter, but yeah, his daughter turns up in something as well. It's like a Detour film. Hmm. But it stars Tom Everett Scott, and he is a little small town high school student that is a bit of a jazz fan. Just a small town boy living in a small town world? Yeah, they're living in Erie, Pennsylvania. 
but so Erie. I, I, I think that is a small town. I think it sounds real. Well, there's Erie, oh, Indiana oh, was a TV show. But Erie, Pennsylvania is a real place as well. Okay. But he is working in his dad's electrical store selling TVs and just not really wanting to be there. And he's Living a bit in a, a lonely world. But anyway, he's got that typical jazz sort of looking dude. He wears skivvies and a hat and sunglasses and he plays the drums. But wearing winkle pickers? He might be. He might be wearing brothel creepers. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> But he is friends with some guys that are in another band and they're just playing little pop songs in the local pizza shop. Els or Arnold? No, oh. I, I can't remember. But their drummer ends up hurting his hand. I think he breaks his arm trying to jump over a mailbox. So On his motorbike? No. Oh. Like they're playing no. leapfrog and he tries to jump it and falls over and breaks his arm. So they get... He's not doesn't punch a Met ticket inspector or something, does he? No, no, he doesn't. <laughs> so he gets... A, a job playing in this band and through various circumstances they end up playing yeah as I said they play this gig and Tom himself whose character is Guy is his name he gets a bit overexcited when he plays his first gig and he plays it a lot faster than he should and he turns this sort of little soppy song that's actually called That Thing You Do into a 60s sort of boppy dancey song and fans just go crazy for it. Uh-huh. So they kind of go from being little small town band into making a record with a bit of a cameo from Chris Isaac, who plays one of their uncles, who records choirs Chris in Isaac churches. Better be cool. Oh, he's very cool. He just he's can't be anything cool. but cool. Yeah. But he's just working in a local church and helps record the, the choirs onto records. So they go down there and go, oh, can we borrow your recording equipment and make this record? And then they manage to get the record out to local radio stations. And then from there, Tom Hanks comes along and decides he wants to manage them. And they go on tour on this showcase sort of thing that they used to do in the 60s where they have like a local personality as the host and they get up there and introduce the bands and each band plays like one song on this big concert. Yep. And they become number one selling artists. Hmm. And it, it's quite catchy in the music because back in the 90s I was a fan of a band called The Fountains of Wayne and I don't really know if you could say they had any hits they, they're quite probably famous for Stacey's Mom is I know that song. Yeah. yeah their first album was much better I very much prefer that first album Radiation. That 1985 song? Bowling for Soup. Oh, that's not them. But Bowling for Soup actually did a cover of Stacey's Mom, so I can see where you made that mistake. Oh. So, yeah. There you go. Mm. Subliminal. <laughs> but, anyway, uh, along the way, it revolves around yeah, the relationships between the band and the lead singer's girlfriend, who's played by Liv Tyler. He's kind of like the assistant to the band, and they take her on tour to be their fashion sort of person. Stay awake. <laughs> but there is a few big name people in it. Like, as I said, Tom Everett Scott is the main character, and I'm not sure what else he's been in, but the name does ring a bell. Yep. He reminded me of a young version of former host of the show, Scott Stewart, in one scene. Oh. Just something about him. If, Scott, if you listen to this, go and watch this episode and tell me what you think. <laughs> but well, you've also got, as I said, Tom Hanks plays their manager. Colin Hanks is, turns up as like a young boy in some bit. It also has. And I'm, I never can say her name right, but Shalice Theron plays Tom Everett Scott's girlfriend. It's a big name. It's a big mm, game. Yeah. And watching it now, I went back and I didn't remember that she was in it until I watched it again. And I was like, oh, that's that's her. Yeah. But you have your friend Clint Howard Clint playing Howard. the radio DJ oh, that first plays them. i check this out then. Uh, Steve Zahn plays one of the band members. He went on to be in Happy Texas and a few other movies that are quite good. And Giovanni Ribisi is one of the members of the band. I think he's the drummer that breaks his arm. From Friends and Saving Private Ryan, I think. Yeah, I think so. Mm. Hmm. Or Saving Ryan's Privates. Maybe. Hmm. 
uh, comedian Kevin Pollock turns up as one of the characters as well. But, Podcast legend. Yeah. But uh, there's just something about this movie. It's like the way it's filmed, the way it's made, it, it does feel very 60s. And the music is very early Beatles, I want to hold your hand, sort of mm-hmm. just nice, dancey sort of music. There's, there's no real bad guy in the film. Like, there is tension between the band and yeah, they all kind of want to do their own thing and Guy, being the jazz fan, kind of wants to not do pop and wants to do jazz and he meets some old, smoky African-American jazz musicians and they go off and jam together and make a little record based on that. Yep. But it, it's just a nice movie. Hmm. And for a movie that Tom Hanks wrote, it's different to how you kind of portray what you think Tom Hanks should be in because he's not starring in the movie. He's just kind of a... a I wouldn't say a bit player, but he's he does have quite a major role, but he's not the main role. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, I, I like it. And as I said, the music's good and I have the soundtrack CD and I actually still listen to it fairly regularly. Mm. So Mountains of Dick did all the songs in it? <laughs> no, Tom Hanks actually wrote a couple of the songs himself too. Okay. So he's a bit of a, a triple, what is it, triple threat? Triple threat. Acting, directing, dancing, singing, just being wonderful Tom, Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Mm. But yes. Yeah, so David that, S. Pumpkins. <laughs> any questions? <laughs> But that's that's my made up band that I'm a big fan of. There is quite a lot of other bands that we could have done. Okay, okay. So I've got a little bit of a list here of some made up bands. All right, mainly from movies. All right. So you can see if maybe you would have thought of any of these might have been your bands that you might have thought. Now, when you did put this out, I I went straight to the Ruttles was the one I came up with first. Now, the only reason I know the Ruttles, I haven't seen the Ruttles. It's a Eric Idol from Monty Python fame, and I don't know how many other Python members are in it, but it's a piss take on the a mockumentary about the Beatles. Hmm. Or, or it's about the Ruttles, but it's very much a Beatles analogy. Um, and the only reason I know that is because I used to love, I used to hire videos from the video library back in the early 80s when we first got a video library because Village Roadshow had the best videos because they had previews at the start. And they had it did. Yeah. And they said, don't turn off, more previews after the feature film. And it was the best thing ever because you saw all these movies or trailers for movies and the Ruttles was one that I saw quite a bit for. That's hmm. the only reason I know about the Yes. Well, we did talk last year, I think it would have been maybe even the year before when we did our rap episode, we talked about CB4. Mm-hmm. And they were kind of a homage, you would say, to NWA. A homage. It was it. it. Like, it was well before Straight Outta Compton, but you watch watch Straight Outta Compton, and it's like, they're exactly the same. Yes. Mm. Well, I've got a list of some made-up bands here I'm reading off the internet. So, if I was to say the Soggy Bottom Boys, would you know that? would be uh, Oh Brother, Where For Other. Yeah. And I quite Mm. like that movie. Yes. And again, I hadn't seen it when I first heard the Soggy Bottom Boys. Mm. And I remember one year, they actually made it into the Triple J Hottest 100. That that album was huge. And it was like Zydeco or whatever you want to call it. It was, you know, it it charted. Mm. And they had that one song, the, what is it, um, I'm a Man of Constant Sorrow or something? Something like that. Yeah. It was ridiculous that it was got mainstream sort of notoriety. Hmm. Another one here that I haven't seen myself, but I've heard lots of good things about, is Hedwick and the Angry Inch. Yeah, I don't from know. the movie Hedwick and mm. the Angry Inch. They're kind of like a, a glam rock sort of metal sort of band. Yep. We've got the Nick Rivers band. Do you know who that is? Mm. Oh, yeah. Nick Rivers. So if I was to say they had the the hit with uh, skit shooting, skit shooting, or yeah. skit surfing, skit surfing. Yes. Yes. Oh, that would be from Top Secret. Val Kilmer's Beach Boys sort of band. Yeah, we've got Autobahn. From mm. the Big Lebowski, no, that was Peter Stormare's sort of German 
Kraftwerk were oh, almost okay. inspired yeah. band. Not on this list, but it's just popped into my head now. You've got Sex Bobomb. <gasps> Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yeah. I think they were another band that weren't actually real musicians. I think that was Metric, wasn't it? And they were just singing along to Metric songs. Okay. Metric being a uh, Canadian indie rock band. We've also got the movie Frank, which I know you haven't seen. I haven't seen. But that is probably the most hipster wank movie that I have seen in a very long time. But the premise of that is they are a lo-fi indie band, but Michael Fassbender plays Frank and he has an oversized polystyrene head on for the whole movie and you don't get to see his face at all in the whole film. But you would really hate that movie. I would. Yeah, I, I even was a bit turned off by the wankiness of that movie. But probably as far as biggest made-up bands that we could have talked about and we didn't, and that would be the Blues Brothers Band. So I I don't know if they do count as a made-up band or not. They're kind of real. All the the musicians in the band were were made up. And the movie itself was fake, though. Yeah. Like, that's not a real story. So I'd say it's a fake band Hmm. in that way, but they did tour all sorts. Oh, definitely. They, They played live. So, uh, yeah, but, yeah, made up band. So, yeah, obviously John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd weren't musicians, but I think everyone else in the band was. Yes. So I don't know if that counts or not. Donald Duck Dunn. Just recently died. Man for the Last year, times. I think. Yeah. Hmm. And Cab Calloway were saying that shit Minnie was the on. Mucha. What the oh, fuck saying? The- for me, that is the worst part of the whole of the Blues Brothers. The fact that he just pans and just fills. I hope you enjoyed the Massive Attack podcast. It just ends <laughs> right now. Because we can't be friends anymore, can no, we? No, not after that. Mm. Not even if I gave you have. orange whip, orange whip, <laughs> three orange whips. All right, fine. We're, we're back. back. So anyway, but that's a bit of a chat about made-up bands. I'm sure there's probably some other ones that we've forgotten, mm-hmm. but I think there's some- The Archies? Yeah, probably. Josie and the Pussycats. We've oh, talked about them. We have. And, and they're completely made up because they're drawn. They're not even real people. What? Oh. Well, they're cartoons. Yeah. Alvin and the Chipmunks, you're going to tell me they're not real too now. Well, they were in the cartoon, uh, the, in the movie with, with Jason Lee. Mm. Shitful. Anyway. You could say shitful. I got a few chuckles out of it. Really? Because my son got into a vibe of watching it a few times and it, I didn't hate it, hate it as I, much as I could. I can't really say anything because when I was a kid, I had a cassette <laughs> of Alvin and the Chipmunks mm. and it was called Chipmunk Punk. Ooh. And they probably wasn't even a punk song on there, but they did their <laughs> versions in their high-pitched chipmunk voices of My Sharona by The Knack, and I think it was You May Be Right by Billy Joel, and just punk things as. that weren't punk. But anyway, it had a on the cover of this cassette, it had Alvin, instead of wearing his trademark oversized red T-shirt or whatever he used to wear, he was wearing a black leather jacket. So yeah, because punk. He was obviously punk. Mm. Maybe he's thinking 60s punk, not Maybe. 70s English punk. Yeah. When I, I think punk, I think that, but the Ramones were punk. They were, but yeah. Mm. Oh, well, yeah, when I think punk, I think mohawks and safety pins, yeah. three your noses and- Vivian. Tartan bondage <laughs> pants and stuff, yeah. Tartan bondage pants? You know, the pants with all the belts and the with the knees buckled together and stuff. That's what they're called, bondage pants. Oh, okay. Don't you know anything? No, I don't. Hmm. Obviously. Anyway, so that's Made Up Bands. Yes. That's us for tonight. Hmm. And we will be back in a week or so with our normal, regular, everyday episodes. So shout out to us on Facebook if you've got any, any band we missed that's your favourite and why. Hmm. What made them so good? What made the movie good? Even if the band wasn't good, the movie might be good. Sometimes the movie was shit, but the music was great. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Thank you, Mitch. Thank you. And until next time, we'll see you then. Bye. There's a pulse in the newborn sun. A beating.